ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome in to this February 7th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We will be here until 6 o'clock. Taking your phone calls, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. Got a Marshall victory to talk about. We actually have two Marshall victories to talk about. Now, this is an oddity of the schedule and just an oddity, period. Marshall, both on the men's and women's side, when they both play, and there have been a lot of nights where they have both played the same time. If the men are at home like they were last night, the women are on the road. It's a mere schedule. So when the men have won, the women haven't on the same night. And when the women have won, the men have lost on the same night until last night. So that has been just a schedule oddity of the season. Hopefully this is a trend, both the women and the men winning on the same night. And, of course, we're going to focus mostly on the men tonight as the Thundering Herd in action tomorrow, taking on Louisiana Tech. And Louisiana Tech is still a team I'm worried about, even though they lost yesterday. And if you didn't get the score late, Marshall gets the victory. And, of course, we were keeping an eye on some of the other scores, just kind of figure out where Marshall might end up. We've got three games to go until the pod is locked. And Marshall has... Well, they put themselves in a position to maybe keep themselves out of pod number three. Because right now, let's first go over the games that happened last night. Charlotte gets the win against UTEP, 68-64. So that's good for the herd. Marshall gets its win over Southern Miss, 72-58. Again, good for the herd. Marshall taking care of business. UTSA, they get the victory over Old Dominion, 85-81. That goes to overtime. Uh, Javon Jackson in that game, 45 points. Tied for the third most in Conference USA single-game history. Javon just keeps scoring and keeps scoring and keeps scoring. North Texas, easy victory against Middle Tennessee. Well, not so much, but they still get the victory, 75-70. Rice, they get a victory over UAB, 86-72. And uh, Western Kentucky gets the victory against Louisiana Tech, Marshall's next opponent, 65-54. So what's all that mean here? Well, I'll tell you. Here are the standings. North Texas, 9-2 in conference right now. Then followed by Louisiana Tech, 8-3. Still a good team, so Marshall, they're going to have a chore ahead of them on Saturday. Then Western Kentucky is 8-3 as well. And then you've got FIU and Charlotte, both 7-4. So right now, that's pod one. And then you've got Florida Atlantic at 6-5, UAB at 5-6, UTSA at 5-6, Marshall at 5-6, and Old Dominion at 5 and 6. That's pod 2 right now. And then you get into pod 3. UTEP at 4 and 7, Rice at 3 and 8, Southern Miss at 3 and 8, and Middle Tennessee at 2 and 9. And so if UTEP can keep on doing what they do, and hopefully that's lose for the Thundering Herd's sake, and Marshall can win a few more, Marshall might have a legitimate shot here of being pretty much uh, one of the top teams in pod 2 or at least in pod two. I think that's fair to say. Now, Marshall's got three games to go before we lock the pod. So Marshall at five and six. Let's just say best case scenario, Marshall wins out until they lock the pod. So 
they could be eight and six. Is eight and six good enough to get you into pod one? I don't know. I don't think so because they're not going to catch North Texas. They're not going to catch Louisiana Tech. They're not going to catch Western Kentucky. And so FIU and Charlotte's going to have to fall apart. Florida Atlantic, they're going to have to fall apart as well. But if Marshall can go 3-0 and in these last three games, 8-6, and I don't think 8-6 and gets you in to pod one. I just don't. I don't know if Charlotte's going to lose enough. I don't think FIU's going to lose enough. So really, you can maybe catch Florida Atlantic, but you're still locked in pod two. But it's a better scenario than what we've been talking about with this pod three. And, of course, there's still an opportunity for Marshall to fall down a little bit. If Marshall doesn't get enough wins in these last three games, they could be the team that's on top of pot three. Let's just be honest. UTEP could win a few more games. Marshall could lose a couple of games. And, of course, let's be fair. Louisiana Tech's going to be a tough game. If Marshall can beat Louisiana Tech all of a sudden, all right, let's think about this here. Then Marshall could be getting ready to make a run. And remember, Marshall got hot last year. Even though they were in pod two, they got hot, they started winning, and they had a better record overall than some of the other teams because, again, once you lock in the pod, you don't lose your seeding as far as your range. If you're a top-five seed, you're a top-five seed. doesn't matter what you do in pod. If you are in the middle of the pack, you're in the middle of the pack. And if you're a team in pod three, well, you've got to fight for your seed. Because you could be boosted out of this thing if you take a few losses in pod three during, well, bonus play is what Conference USA calls it. So that's what it looks like. But the thundering herd, the good news is pod two, I'll take it right now. At least that means you got a shot at finishing a little higher in the standings. You're not going to catch up to some of the teams in top spot. But if you win out and maybe, just maybe, you see FIU and Charlotte tumble a little bit. That would be helpful. If UAB, UTSA, Old Dominion tumble a little bit as well, help Marshall out as far as solidifying their spot in at least pod two. If Charlotte would tumble a little bit, if FIU would tumble a little bit, that would be really helpful to the cause for the Thundering Herd. But as it stands right now, all you can do is win the games that are put in front of you, and Marshall's got a challenge ahead of them against Louisiana Tech on Saturday. But let's talk about the game we saw last night. Thundering Herd, it was a game of runs, really. And, of course, in that second half, big runs helped the Thundering Herd. Marshall, I don't want to say I was worried about him yesterday, but there were moments where I'm thinking, okay, they're taking charge of this game. Okay, Southern Miss is coming back. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more competitive than I would like. And again, Southern Miss right now, they're 3-8. and eight. This is after yesterday. 3-8 and eight in conference. 3-8. and eight. They're 7-17 seven and 17 overall, but 3-8 and eight in conference. And they're not known for scoring points. <coughs> and if you watched that game yesterday, nobody was scoring points, especially Southern Miss. Southern Miss was not able to put points on the board. The Thundering Herd, on the other hand, uh, there were moments where I was worried, and then there were moments where I thought, okay, this is the Thundering Herd team I want to see. But Marshall shot the ball 70 times. They hit 28 of 70, 40%. Now, 
40 is better than 30, but still 28 to 70. What saved them in part is 10 of 35 from the three-point line. That's what saved the herd yesterday. And of course, the other number, nine turnovers. That's it. That's a good number for the herd. Compared to Southern Miss, at 16 turnovers. And the number you circle here is Marshall had 21 points off turnovers compared to Southern Miss. So right there, there's a big source of your points, points in the paint. And I thought this would be a bigger number, but it wasn't. 28 points in the paint for Marshall compared to 24 for Southern Miss. Second chance points, 12-4 in favor of Marshall. So again, that's a big number there, 12-4. 21-14 points off turnovers. Those are big numbers. The circle, only nine turnovers. That's huge for the Thundering Herd. And here's the other big number I take from this game. 18 points, two fouls for Iron Bennett. That's it. 18 points, two fouls. 33 minutes in the game. One assist, three turnovers, but two blocks. And another guy that I'm going to sing his praises just because I know – we haven't been really kind to his shot, and that's Jansen Williams. Because his shot hasn't been kind. Look at his shot. 0 of 8. Couldn't find it yesterday. 0 of 7 from the three-point line. Didn't have any opportunities at the free throw line. But why did he stay out there so long? Because he was out there for 27 minutes. You know why? Because you get nine rebounds out of him. You got one assist and two blocks and one steal. You got some pretty good numbers out of him yesterday. Now, again, 0 for 8 shooting, but you got some good defensive numbers and you got some decent rebounding numbers, period. I mean, he had six defensive boards, three rebounds from the offensive glass for a total of nine. Of course, we really even haven't talked about Bennett. Two fouls, 18 points, 12 rebounds, so a double-double there with 33 minutes. Iron Bennett, when he's on the court, when he's in the offense, and when he's making plays, Marshall's a better team. Marshall, at least offensively, is a better team, and they win this game 72-58. to Now, uh, when we come back, I want to hear a little bit from Dan D'Antoni. If you missed it last night, I've got Dan's postgame remarks. I've also I've got Jared West when I talked to him last night during pregame. I'm sorry, during the postgame. I got his comments afterwards. He came up and talked to me for a few minutes, so uh, I'll let you hear that. And we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I think that liner comes up deliberately every time our special guest producer, Spencer Dupuis, is in studio. I think that just in the rotation specifically because you're behind the dial. How are you doing, sir? Spencer Dupuis in studio with me as well. How you been, buddy? Uh, I've been pretty good. Great to catch up last night at the game. Good game for Marshall. Get, get back in the win column. Yeah, needed desperately to get that win yesterday. And, of course, uh, every time Marshall wins, I get to talk to somebody after the game. I mean, specifically, not not just go in the press. I don't know if I'm going to play that. Yesterday, they were – it was Tavion and Bennett, and they were just feeling it yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to go they play that. They were happy. I mean, they were extremely happy yesterday. So, 
maybe if we've got time, because it's like, I think, eight or nine minutes. Uh, I don't know they how long. They talked forever. Yeah, they did talk forever. I don't know if we want to go revisit that. But we do want to hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on. So we've got that. But uh, uh, here is uh, yesterday, after the game, I had a chance to talk to, for our post game Jared West. And I basically told him, hey, look. You had another outstanding performance, and you got the win, and here's where we go from there. Um, we got off to a good start, but we let him back in the game. But um, I thought we did a good job of just fighting back and just staying with it and staying um, within ourselves and staying together, honestly. And um, I think our defense down the stretch is really what helped us on rebounding the ball. And, uh, you know, that's a big win for us. we got to keep the momentum moving forward. What was it about what they were doing? Because they took a seven-point lead at one point in that second half before you went on that run and really never looked back. Um, a lot of our, a lot of it was just our mistakes, really. You know, we made it, we made it, we had a bad stretch on the defensive end, and um, you know, you can't have those lapses on defense, man. We're, we're supposed to be a good defense team. We had a, a bad lapse. You know, we didn't rebound the ball as well as we, need, as we needed to. Um, we had lack of communication a couple times, man, and we we just got to be more consistent with that. And um, and we had a couple turnovers in that spurt as well, which led them to runouts. And um, I think that's what really got them back in the game. But I thought, again, I thought we did a good job of bouncing back and finishing. You're part of that defense, of course. Look at your stat line, 5 of 12 shootings. We mentioned 4 or 7 from the three-point line. But one number I love to look at, Seals, you had 5 tonight. <laughs> yeah, man, I was just trying to be active, get my hand on a couple balls, and, uh, you know, try to apply the pressure when I can. But, um, you know, it was a team effort on the defensive end, honestly, and I thought we did a good job of that. We just got to stay, like I said, we just got to stay consistent. We can't have those lapses defensively, and we can't have those, uh, those spurts where we turn the ball over a lot. Um, if we can value the ball and stay locked in on defense, I think we're going to be a tough team to beat. Looking at your teammates tonight, group effort as always. Uh, you look at Marco, he had 12 points. Tavion had 16. Bennett had 18 points. And I'm looking at his line. He's out there 33 minutes. And more importantly, you, you look at some of the important numbers there, only two fouls tonight. He was able to go inside almost at will, it felt like. Yeah, Iron did a great job, especially toward the end of the game. Um, he was on both ends of the glass. Um, he did a good job of altering uh, the, the layups when they go in there without fouling. Um, he did a good job of rebounding without fouling. He uh, didn't have any, I don't think he had any legal screen tonight. Maybe he did, but overall he did a really good job of being in good position to um, stay away from getting those fouls. But um, at the end of the game, Iron was really a horse inside. And um, he drew, I know he drew some attention late, got a couple pass outs for threes, which is big for us. But, um, you know, the more consistent Iron is, he helps us a lot. So he did a great job tonight. We're going to need that from him. How important is that that teams are going to double up on him and it felt like tonight he was either able to go in and take care of it or he did find a guy like yourself. He did find the open man a lot better. Yeah, that's big for us. You know, I know he had one big one to Marco when Marco hit a couple threes. And, um, you know, he drew a couple fouls as well, which helped us out. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's hard to stop him when he gets it deep down in there. We just got to give him the ball in good position. And um, like I said, when he's a force down there, it's tough for opposing defenses, really, because if they don't help, it's one-on-one, -on -one, and that's normally to our advantage. So, um, And when they do help down, we just got to make shots. So when Iron's good, man, that, that helps us out a lot. Jared West with us, and you can enjoy this one tonight, but you got Louisiana Tech coming here on Saturday, and they're one of the top teams in the league right now. Yeah, we got to get a big win, man. We got to learn from our mistakes tonight by watching the film. Um, we got to get mentally and physically prepared for a lot of tech, uh, get our preparation. Um, know what they know their stuff and what they do. Watch the film on them and get back in here on Saturday. It's Jared West from last night, and of course, Jared West is climbing up the all-time steals list. Guess what? He's second all-time. Five steals goes 
second all-time. Young Spencer Dupuy, who did he pass on that all-time steals list? Where is he at right now? He passed. David Wade was just shy of him going into the contest. And David Wade had 186, and now Jared West is at 190 trying to chase the Skip Henderson. He has he had 208 in his career, so possibly this season. Do you know much about the Skip Henderson other than um, he was a, a guy that Elmore was chasing as far as the all-time scoring list? I mean, how much do you know about him? Uh, no, I, did, I didn't know much. I just knew last year when it was talked about. Okay. See that that bugs me a little bit. Not it's not your fault. It just bugs me a little bit because you're a broadcasting student at Marshall and you're doing sports and I just don't know if I don't know how you get the past heroes of Marshall basketball ingrained in the culture. I mean, I don't know how you do that. Skip Henderson, John Taft. I mean, you know some of the, the recent guys, but I mean, those are guys that I grew up watching myself. I don't know how you get that ingrained. So that kind of bugs me a little bit that it's not a fluid thing at Marshall University because Skip Henderson is one of the all-time greats. I mean, he was him. I mean, I watched him as a kid coming up, and him and John Taft. I mean, Marshall basketball was really on fire back then. But uh, Jared West deserves, if he can break that record, he deserves that because uh, he's a guy that goes out there and works every day. He's still got a whole year. He outworks everybody. Everybody. I mean, I was joking with Jansen during media day. I don't know what we want to call it. First day of practice. I was joking with Jansen a little bit because, of course, Dan had a um, a terrible playlist going on his iPod. It was terrible. I'm sorry. It, it was terrible. And I was joking with Jansen, and we got to the point where we were talking about, you know, maybe there should be a contest to, uh, where – uh, the person who works the hardest every day gets to choose the playlist. And, of course, Jansen said that would be Jared. And Dan said, well, that would be me. But these guys know that the guy who works the hardest out there is, is Jared West. I think you see it in his play. You see it when you attend practice. I mean, he sets the tone for a lot of this. He's definitely the leader of this team right now, or at least one of them, him, Tavion, I would think would be fair. Uh, you got to have Bennett out there a little bit more. So those are really your big three right now when it comes to this. And if they can keep it up, yeah, I don't know what's going to stop them right now. I'm not saying they're going to win the Conference USA tournament. I'm not going to go that far. But if they can get it going, they got a good, good core group here that they can, I think, build upon. And you definitely need Iron Bennett firing on all cylinders, get him inside, get him the ball. And, you know, I want to see more consistency out of Andrew Taylor. I'm not saying he had a terrible game, but six points, he's out there 33 minutes, he was 3 of 12 shooting. I could hit 3 of 12. Okay, it might take me a few more, maybe 3 of 15, maybe 3 of 20, I I don't know, but I can hit 3 of 12. Uh, all from the three-point line, um, 0 of 9. It wasn't pretty good. But he did get you a few assists. He got you um, a couple of rebounds. He got you three, actually. And I just want to see more out of his game. But this might not have been the night for his game because uh, who was able to go in and take care of business? Well, that's Tavion Kinsey. That's Iron Bennett. Jared West. And uh, Marco had 12 as well. I don't think we've talked about Marco as much. 
he had 12 points in that game, and that's pretty big for him. He's only out there 19 minutes, 19 minutes and 12 points. And uh, Michael Byers, seven minutes, six points. Got to give it to him. He came back out. He shot the ball pretty well early. Two of four, two of three from the three-point line. Uh, he had one rebound on the defensive glass. Uh, he's playing with three fouls, but he has he had two turnovers. So those are kind of the negatives. But six points in seven minutes, that's almost a point a minute, almost. Also two of three from the three-point line. That's good for him considering he was not having a good go at it from three points since before non-conference play. You know, if you took Taylor and Jansen's three-point attempts away from this list, it's a lot better. I mean, because Hurd was 10 to 35. Well, nine of those misses came from Andrew Taylor that night, and Jansen Williams missed seven. So if you do the math there, and I'm not, but it's better. That was your cue, Spencer, to do the math. 10 of 19. Thank you. That was your cue. You're you're picking up on this. You're picking up on this. All right. Uh, We got Dan D'Antoni. We're going to get his thoughts when we continue. We'll make time for your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Dan was in a good mood. I'm I'm happy when Dan's in a good mood. Uh, I can never tell if he's in a bad mood. I know when he's in a really bad mood, but I don't know what the bad mood looks like. I only know the extreme. It's like even super angry even, it's pretty much Dan D'Antoni. He was smiling going in the press room last night. Yeah, but remember, there have been a couple of times where he's just been not happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, okay, we lost, I'm just, you know, I'm disappointed we lost, but hey, I'm, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep the straight line here, you know, just no. I mean, he's coached enough basketball to, to do that. Well, there have been times where he's been a little, little, you know it. I mean, not just, hey, I'm going to come in here and just do this thing. I'm still going to be a yeah, good temperament. It's like, okay, we were terrible. And he lets you know about it. So hopefully we don't have any more of those conversations this year. But we've got Dan's comments and your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Marshall in action tomorrow against Louisiana Tech. Don't forget, we'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll go on the air about an hour before tip-off. I'll be there with Bill Cornwell as we get you set for Louisiana Tech. Again, Louisiana Tech losing to Western Kentucky. That kind of surprised me just a little bit. But at the same time, why couldn't they save that for Saturday? Because now they're going to come in. They're going to be a little mad, a little angry they lost. Should be a good basketball game. Again, catch it tomorrow right here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Okay, before we shut the door on what happened against Marshall and Southern Miss, as we were talking about Jansen Williams, had a couple of blocks in the game, nine rebounds. So he's moving up a little slow, but he's moving up the block shot chart. What's the update on that? Again, you're going to be the record keeper of the show, Spencer, during your internship. What's the record right now for Jansen Williams? You should turn your microphone on. Hold on, I lost it. He lost I was, it. I was, was this was your big moment. This well, is your uno, uno secundo. This was your big segment. 
Oh, I got it. It's loading. It's loading. We're okay. loading here. He has... Dead air, Spencer. I mean... He's got 135 right now. He's in seventh place all time right now. He's too shy of tying Derek Wright for sixth all time. And he is roughly... 40... You're not prepared for this segment. ...seven away from tying Hassan Whiteside, who's number one at 182. So you think he can catch Hassan Whiteside? The greatest shot blocker of all time at Marshall University. He's got another year. You know, if Hassan actually would have played more than one year? I think he did that all in one year. He did. I'm saying, if he would have played more than just one year, he would have, he would have owned, he would crush that record. Well, somebody could have crushed that record, but he left a year before he could have crushed it. Well, he was too shy of tying him. Are you talking about uh, one former center of the Thundering Herd, Ideen Peneva? Yes, he's at 182. He got some bad advice. I, I I hated that he left because I think last year's team would have been remarkably different if he was on the team. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, he had it all in front of him, too. I mean, he was a kid. He was that, the nation's leader in shot blocks, basically, throughout the whole entire 2018 season. And I think that's what – I don't know who encouraged him, but who got the advice, but I think that was one of the main triggers for him. I don't know what it was that ultimately made him decide, hey, I think I've got a better shot of going out and getting into the NBA. And let's be honest, not many kids are going to get into the NBA, period. But if you're John Elmore, you do it the way you do it because you go test the waters, see where you you land, get the advice, come back, finish out your college career, and then you give it a shot. If you don't get in the NBA, then there are other opportunities if you want to continue to play professional basketball. And I think John was able to go that route. John's going to make a, a nice living. He's going to get to play basketball. He's going to do the thing he loves. Hopefully, after he has a successful career overseas, maybe he'll get a look again. I don't know. I doubt it. But maybe after a successful career overseas, he can go into coaching, have a good good life. I hope Penavet works out for him as well. But here's a guy who thought that I can go out and make a splash. I can just leave college and I'm ready to go in the NBA and it just didn't work out for him. I think he would have been better served to at least stay another year. And think of it, you could have added to the record books. You could have got yourself maybe another conference championship. Maybe you won a couple games in the NCAA. I mean, you will never know now. I mean, Marshall did win the CIT. It's a consolation prize, but it's still a prize. But I think Marshall would have definitely been in NCAA tournament with Penova on that roster as well. But we've got today's roster, and Jansen Williams maybe moving up the charts will catch Hassan Whiteside, who, by the way, uh, that's a guy I regret not staying as well. But it worked out for him. He took the long way around to get back in the NBA. Got in the NBA, had to take the long way around to get back after it didn't work out the first time. It's working out for him now. Dan Tony last night after the victory, pretty pretty good mood. He talks about Marshall's win over Southern Miss. Well, we play at best, I guess you could call it erratically. Uh, you know, we, we have these long periods where we play really well. We get a 12-point lead, and then we come down and just do, I guess, some young, young team mistakes. And, 
you know, it's getting toward the end of the year here. I'm getting a little tired of them, but uh, uh, still proud of the kids. That were, but the good thing about it, they're not erratic in their efforts. You know, they give you 100%, so there's not a whole lot I can say. Uh, obviously, if we shoot the ball better, uh, this this wouldn't have been a ball game, but uh, you know where that is when your two best, probably our best shooters, are two of the best. Not I wouldn't say the best, but Jared's up there with them making shots. But uh, they go over sixteen, and you won by how many? Thirteen. You win by thirteen, and you better just put the game in your pocket and go on. Shut the heck up. Don't be. Don't be jinxing them because I don't think they'll go 0 for 16 again, hopefully. So, uh, good ball game. Uh, uh, Southern Miss, well coached. And first time in. Drain didn't kill us this time. Although, defensively toward the end, we, we shut him down. Uh, he didn't, you know, he had about 30 on us here last, last year. And so, he didn't do much, and that's good defense. Our defense has always carried us. I think they scored six points in the last seven minutes, something like that. So, you know, that part's good, but that game's over. We can win the next three. We might get into a real good pod, but with this team, I, I'm just going to look tomorrow, Saturday, when we play. So we'll see what happens. And you saw a live ball. You always talk about having a live ball, but much of the game, that offense, that ball was going where it needed to get. And then right. you, start hitting, and you start hitting those shots, especially when you're down seven. They seem to know you're up eight. Well, we, we hit. One man hit a bunch of shots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Marco was on the end of four of those. So uh, he came in and, and put him in. But we, yeah, we moved the ball. One thing I thought, although they didn't double, when they don't uh, double I, those are the numbers you're going to get. Uh, what was he, 18 points and uh, 11, boards. 11, 11 boards. And it's amazing, too, when he scored, how many rebounds he gets. You know, he always seems to score. Uh, 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 Rebound better when he's scoring. So, uh, and most most guys are like that. Their defense picks up when they score, and uh, they didn't double down. Although they did one or two times. You know, he, we've been working hard on getting him to get the ball out. And if he gets the ball out, we can drain a couple of threes and make him pay for double with team. And then uh, I think we'll see a, a really efficient ball club on the offensive end. Yeah, but for him to play thirty-three minutes and a two or three minutes that. He was out. Was uh, whenever he tweaked up a little bit, especially. I mean, you were going seven, eight minute stretches with, <laughs> with no whistles really, just because of the flow of the game. I mean, is that is that impressive for him to be able to go with that type of longevity? Well, this type of do? game, we didn't have any real burst from them to the other end. Maybe a few, but not very many. That's when he struggles. When the other team really makes him sprint three or four or five times in a row, which uh, they didn't do. Um, uh, what I worry a little bit now is what he'll be Saturday. You know, after playing 33 minutes, sometimes you got to worry about not so much this game, but uh, you know, when you're wanting every victory, you got you got to play and, and and go after the wins when you get them. So we'll worry about Saturday. We had to win this. I thought he did a great job, but he's capable of doing that. You know, a lot of uh, you know a lot of fatigue. It's like John Hevelcheck used to say. You know, he said, "You're not tired till your mind says you are." So, you know, a lot of it's mental with these kids. They, they toughen up, man. The substitution patterns, did that help, especially against Southern Miss only going six or seven deep, did that did that seem to help you all down the stretch? Uh, on their substitution patterns or mine? No, yours. 
Well, I mean, I just thought that Marco hit about four shots in a row, and that that guy was playing defensively where it picked their heads up. They, their heads were about to drop. And then uh, he hit those shots, and we got up a little bit. And then once, you know, you, you've ridden horses, right? I used to ride horses and mullins. And get out away from the barn one time, and that horse wants to go back to the barn. You ain't stopping him. He's headed that way. <laughs> and I, I was on one. I thought I was going to take my head off when I hit the hit the barn. But, uh, uh, you know, he once we got that little field going, uh, I did pretty good. I thought Tavia did a nice job on drain for the most part. He wasn't always on him, but he was the primary defender. And, uh, you know, Jansen had energy, even though he was 0 for 7. He played with more energy. Got uh, nine rebounds, which is, is big for us. And a couple block shots, I think. Or what do you have? Do you have a couple block? Yeah, a couple block shots. So he's got to play with energy and, and forget the shooting. It'll come. I, I never take kids out for the shooting part. Uh, uh, most of it is just mental mistakes when they make mental mistakes and uh, when uh, they don't I don't feel like they're playing with enough energy and uh, you know I just uh, you know, we'd be ahead and, and we'd come down and do some things that I swear to goodness it was Chuck I would take him out of the game you know? <laughs> not only Chuck I, would, I, I might go to a men's league see him play he'd be like that mess him all up. I'd take him out but, uh, you know it's just uh, it's a, I, I just like his team, you know, and I appreciate the fans sticking with us. We had a good crowd here. We want to keep them. The band was great. It's a fun atmosphere, and uh, we're going to try to keep it that way, and, and they just have to understand we're a young team. But uh, getting on down in there, but we're going to be a tough out before uh, we get to that tournament. That's it? All right, thank you. Go Herbs. All right, Thunder and Her are going to be a tough out. That's the hope for Marshall fans. Dan D'Antoni, optimistic after the win. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Those the Miller Lite phone lines to be a part of today's drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, Marshall faces off against Louisiana Tech. 7 o'clock tip time. We go on the air at 6 right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. A lot of action at Conference USA. We're going to kind of have a snapshot of what Conference USA looks like a little bit better when Marshall's game wraps up tomorrow because North Texas and UAB is coming up tomorrow. That's set for a 2 o'clock tip time. FIU, FAU. The travel partners meet again, and they played on Wednesday, and so they'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 o'clock. I watched that game. Actually, on Wednesday night, I pulled up the plus, watched that game, and watching the game from FIU, my eyes hurt. That gymnasium, my eyes hurt watching that game. It was not pretty. If you got the spinner in the background behind the basketball realm, they've got... I don't know what that is on the court. I just don't know. And it should be outlawed. But, I mean, personal choice, my friends. Personal choice when it comes to your basketball court design. It can be good or it can be not so good. And uh, Thankfully, this was at FAU. Much better, much better court layout than FIU. 
UTSA Charlotte, that's uh, coming up tomorrow at 4 o'clock as well. And then you get Rice and Middle, that'll be at 6 o'clock. Uh, UTEP and Old Dominion, we'll be keeping an eye on that game. That'll be set for 7 o'clock. And then Southern Miss and Western Kentucky, that's going to be a 7.30 game. So uh, probably before we go off the air on the post game, we'll have the final of that one. But uh, when we hit the post game, we'll have probably the finals of everything except for that Southern Miss-Western Kentucky game. And, uh, you know, if Marshall can get the win here, they're going to look pretty solid for pod number two. That's what we care about right now. Pod number two. You look like you had something to say, Spencer. You were just looking at me like, can I speak? You look like you had something to say. Spencer Dupuis, of course. I'll reintroduce him. He's uh, our summer intern working for free early. And, of course, uh, he is a student broadcaster at 88.1 FM WMUL, which is Marshall's campus radio station. And now with that big introduction, I hope you have something good. Well, Pod 2, a couple weeks ago, you didn't even know if Pod 2 was a possibility. So, Well, no, Dan D'Antoni thought it was a possibility. I mean, Dan D'Antoni did. But, Dan but thinks Pod 1 is a, a possibility. Realist, you didn't know if Pod 2 was a real possibility for Marshall, but got to give it to him. Look, they're 5-6 and six now. If they are 8-6 and six by the end of this thing here, maybe... I just don't know if FIU and Charlotte's going to oblige them. I just don't see that happening. If if Charlotte and FIU are going to oblige them in any form, because those are the two teams they've got to catch up with. Or they hope that Western Kentucky loses out. Again, if you if you win the next three, you're going to be eight and six. And you gotta hope that FIU and Charlotte lose the next three. Because you don't have really, uh, you don't have really too many tiebreakers going up and down the chart here. So no, you, you don't. But it's a big bottleneck. Five six wins right now. I mean, you got you have UTSA five and six, Marshall five and six, UAB five and six, ODU five and five, and Florida Atlantic six and five. Dan D'Antoni has the math in his head. He knows. He knows what it's going to take. He's more optimistic than I am. He's got to be. He has to be more optimistic, though. That's the thing. Uh, You're not going to catch North Texas. You're not going to catch Louisiana Tech. And I don't think you're going to catch Western Kentucky. And you can't catch them, really, because they've got eight wins already. And if you tie them, they still will have a tiebreaker over you. They have two wins over you. And then Yeah, but if Marshall beats La Tech tomorrow, it would have the tiebreaker. Over La Tech? Yeah, you said Marshall didn't have a tiebreaker. Over, over Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, over Western Kentucky. Because Marshall's got to win all three of these upcoming games to be 8-6. and six. And Western Kentucky's got to lose the next three. And if Marshall can beat Louisiana Tech and then Tech loses out, okay, then they've got a tiebreaker there. But they don't have a tiebreaker with Western Kentucky. And I just don't see... I don't see the top teams losing enough to allow Marshall an opportunity to, to get back in. I mean, Marshall could finish sixth or seventh, and then they lock in the pod play, and then they could try to maintain their spot and take on. I mean, I don't know how good that's going to be for them, though, because they're going to have to deal with Florida Atlantic, maybe, UAB, UTS. I mean, maybe pod two is going to be where they, they see their resurgence. Because Bob 1's looking pretty tough right now, at least as far as conference is concerned. But, again, 
Anything can happen. Marshall could lose out and find themselves in pod three. I don't know, but I do know this. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock tip, 6 o'clock airtime for us. Marshall La Tech, we'll talk more about it. Uh, for Spencer Dupree, appreciate him being on the program. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, sir. You can get through it again next Friday for free. For Spencer Dupuis, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.